Hermes draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, in thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 15, The Third Eye Line. I'm Laura. <laughs> Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to Third Eye Bind. <laughs> this is our ASMR episode. This is our ASMR episode. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, just open your eyes and there you go. Open your mouth. And that's Turn getting sexual volume. now. Sorry. <laughs> that, I don't know what it I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> We're um, in a silly, goofy mood today. <laughs> this is a fun podcast because we're fun we're so people. Fun. We're not like regular millennials. We're, we're cool fun. We're cool millennials. millennials. <laughs> um, but really, today's episode is fun because today is an all questions episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to answer your questions. Yeah, and you've submitted some really amazing ones. So I'm excited that we're going to dig into so many of them today. Let's begin, as we always do, with a card pull. Almost dropped them. With a card pull. And we don't, yeah, like. I don't really know what's going to come up because we don't have a specific theme today. So I'm very curious. How we should be answering them or something we should keep in mind. Yeah. Wait, was that it or was Laura's, what Laura said it? Oh, okay. what Laura said was it? Okay, okay. So then, let reminder me keep shuffling. that the whispering is not an echo. That's how Caitlin channels. <laughs> no one's feeding me my lines except for the ghosties. <laughs> so that's what that is. I know we've been we've been over this, but and if you watch this on YouTube, you can see it. <laughs> yeah, you can also see Fox just itching his crotch right now. Ooh, it's- Fox is the dog. In case you're listening. <laughs> Fox is my dog. <laughs> That's a good boy. I love this. Piece of food. Oh. I pulled the Ten of Cups. And that I'm tells blank me. blank face. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> what does that tell us? I pulled the Ten of Cups. And this is a card of spiritual and emotional and familial damage <laughs> emotional damage <laughs> fulfillment <laughs> emotional emotional damage. damage um we've been filming tiktoks today <laughs> forgive us we're trying to go viral it's this thing we're trying <laughs> we'll see how it goes yeah <laughs> we need your help <laughs> <laughs> you can like oh by the way yeah if you like us you can like uh follow yeah encourage leave us a review Throw us tomatoes. I don't know. Like, <laughs> throw fruit at us. Or join our Patreon. <laughs> or join our Patreon. Patreon.com slash third eye bind. Um, but back, back to, to the, the 10. <laughs> back to the 10 of cups. This is a card of spiritual, emotional, and f- familial fulfillment. This is a card of having your cup full. And because your cup is so full, you are able to pour out unto others. And I think that Laura and I both, though our traditions and our experiences are different, we've spent a lot of our lives invested 
in growing as human beings, as inhabitants of planet Earth, as witches and spiritual practitioners. And, you know, the point of this podcast was, yes, to give us an opportunity to talk, (laughs) but also to give us an opportunity to share, to share that which we have been able to cultivate on our own, to pour into others in a free-to-access format, aside from our businesses where we're paid for our products and our services, and we're able to give unto our audience little bits of wisdom, silliness, inspiration from our practices that you can hopefully take and let that inform or inspire or guide you or anger you or anger you and let your anger guide you (laughs) (laughs) or really piss you off i don't know is is all in the spirit of the trickster after all we don't we don't judge so (laughs) we're just yeah we're just here to fuck shit up doesn't care if you get mad (laughs) trickster enjoys it (laughs) trickster secretly thinks it's fun yeah so I think this is actually the perfect card because it's it's really about giving back to our community. And in this case, we're not necessarily talking about things that are, you know, when we put together show themes, it's really stuff that we want to talk about, that we're interested in. But today it's about what you want to talk about, what mm-hmm. you're interested in. And it is our honor to get to spend some time having these conversations with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess let's just start. Let's do it. Taking some questions off the, these are off the third eye line. (laughs) Let me grab my giant portal of information. This giant metal portal of wonder (laughs) before you. It's a computer. (laughs) It's in the computer. It's in the computer. It's gonna take Why does TikTok so loud? <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> I'm getting there. Why, <laughs> Why is TikTok? You never Why is open TikTok, TikTok so loud, and it's just so freaking loud. You're Am like, I old? Is it like how my parents felt about walking by Hot Topic in the '90s? <gasps> is that <laughs> comparable? <laughs> Hot Topic hmm. was a lot. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, Spencer's <clears throat> Gifts. Oh, my God. Remember going into Spencer's Gifts when your parents would drop you off? At the mall. Yeah. because yeah. And then you'd go and, like, stare at the dildos. And be like, hey, yeah, hey. like, the dildos. <laughs> the great, I used to buy blacklight posters. That was... I remember... Yeah. ever flip through poster bins? And, like, furry posters. They had furry. the furry paintings mm-hmm. and furry posters there. Yeah. All right, let me put on my okay, fucking glasses. <laughs> Sure, well. Grandma, there were furry posters. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just some t-shirts. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, anyway. let's dig in. I like this question. So the first one on the third eye line is, do the spirits choose you or do you choose them? Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go? I like this question. So I come from a tradition 
called Espiritismo, where we believe that the spirits choose the person. Some spirits are born with you, and some spirits come to you during certain times in your life when you are in need of their companionship, their communion, their assistance. And we also believe that the different spirits of your court, who's your spirit team, basically. um, Like the X-Men? Exactly. (laughs) That the different spirits of your court make up the many sides of your interests and your personality. So if you're into witchy shit, you have a witch on your spiritual court. If you're into divination, you have some sort of diviner on your spiritual court. If you're into arts and crafts, you have a craftsperson on your spiritual court. If you're into D&D, you have a D&D spirit. To- like you have I a gamer do. of some sort on your mm-hmm. court. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they're also connected to our interests, but also our personality. It's like I had one guide who was very easily agitated. <laughs> <laughs> and it took getting to know that guide and understanding them for me to gain control over my own temper and temperament and I don't know it's kind of an interesting perspective but that's always how I've come to understand it what about you I think I lean more on the side of they choose you for the simple fact of like you're the human Mm -hmm. and they're the spirits Mm -hmm. I think you can seek out spirit connection you absolutely can Mm -hmm. But for me personally, I think that I've been sought out from the beginning, like we talked about in the moon episode, like it's just been very like guided for me. Mm. Um, And then certain deity energies just I've always been I've been attracted to since I was a kid, you know, like Artemis for me is a big deal. Mm -hmm. But then you can discover more or less, you know, as you uncover your like lineage and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of agree that it's it more or less either you're they're seeking you out or it sort of manifests as it's meant to be. Yeah, kind of serendipitous. Know? Yeah. I find that like when folk spirits and deities especially are connected to you or seeking you out, usually you notice like their attributes or their epithets first. So like, for example, if it's Artemis, all of a sudden you're noticing bows and arrows everywhere Mm -hmm. or you're noticing the moon in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, I find that, or if like it's Venus, all of a sudden there's clamshells on your mind and you hear God is on a mountaintop. Like it just, it's little things, little ways that they send you hints and clues. Or maybe you've always been drawn to like their aesthetic, their vibe. And then one day you realize like, oh, it's because they've been next to me this entire Mm -hmm. time. Yeah, and sort of, I've had experiences where, like, spirits will come and go, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where it's like, this period of time, I really needed this. And then, you know, like, honestly, at one point, I really needed some, like, Jesus energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was a temporary thing. And yeah. cool, you know, like, it just sort of that, mm-hmm. you know, that 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 sort of happens sometimes. Absolutely. It's not uncommon for spirits to be with you for a limited time when you Mm -hmm. need them and then to move on. 
that's when you really don't grow. interesting what you said about like the court and like getting to know them and like we're going to do an episode on spirit guides so we'll get mm-hmm. more into that but it's it's so i find it fascinating how specific and detailed your relationships are because mine are mm-hmm. not like that and it's it's really cool it's fun to hear about so we'll talk <laughs> more about that but i hope that sort of yeah. answered your question yes and i also want to say just like side note I think for me, knowing that the spirits choose us rather than the other way around also keeps us from that slippery slope of inviting misappropriation and mis- yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, inviting energies that are not aligned for you yeah. because what is a benevolent energy or entity for one person might fuck your shit up if they're yeah. not aligned with you, your lineage, your vibe, whatever. So that's it's, a really good point. It's too. in our favor. It's to our benefit to form relationships with the spirits who choose us rather than seek out and make some mistakes. Yeah. Now, if you find out, you know, I'm going to totally make this up. Let's mm-hmm. say like in your lineage, there's like a water horse spirit that's mm-hmm. of folk nature. And like, you could seek that out, I think. Yeah. You know, but it's like, we're not saying, oh, go if you go seek out like a Native American spirit and you're not Native American. Like, like, there was this one, there's this one white girl on, oh no. <laughs> on TikTok who was talking about like, it's called chaos magic, magic, by the way, when you just like randomly pick shit and throw it all together. And it was invented by a white dude in the 60s. And I can't remember his name. Um, but there's this witch who was talking about like summoning Kali without having any sort of connection to Hinduism and all of the people who actually speak like Hindi were like you're the way you're spelling her name is actually like but (laughs) like you're not even spelling her name right really so like who are you summoning (laughs) the spirit of buttholes anyway she like made her page private (laughs) it's kind of like in the 90s when people were getting like Chinese symbols tattooed on their bodies yeah and and they're like this means love but it means like it means like crackhead or something (laughs) don't do that (laughs) yeah don't get also don't get Chinese and Japanese things tattooed on you like that's just we all have such beautiful cultures when you dig Cut to me getting my, I'm all, I love Mike and Chinese. I'm like, no. (laughs) No. Even, it's funny, Mike's, who who his grandmother uh, wrote my name in Chinese um, on a piece Mm. of paper. And um, and, uh, I think his mom told me, like, she said, do not get it, tell her not to get it tattooed. (laughs) You tell that white girl. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, don't get that shit tattooed on you. Also, in general, like, don't do that. It That's was so really funny. cute. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's sweet. <laughs> I know. I was like, I won't. Mm. But there needs to be a warning, okay? Mm, so. Disclaimer. Just <laughs> don't. Okay, another general spirits-related question. What are some ways to look for spirits or to be more open to visits? mean look like actually to like see randos it sounds like they're trying to look for spirits well you can go to a haunted location (laughs) the truth is (laughs) a stupid answer no i'm just kidding but there are spirits everywhere all the time and i think you need to be more clear on like what it is you are looking for not just like what is laura taught me this what is your motivation oh my dev's like i taught you something cool 
like an acting thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is your motivation? What's your, What's your What's motivation your for this scene? Uh, why are you seeking out spirits? Mm-hmm. And I think we can go back to our last question a little bit. And it's like, seek out yourself and who's already with you mm. first. Um, I personally think that we should leave the dead alone unless we plan on assisting them. Yeah. If it's mm-hmm. our calling to do that type of work, elevation, transition into the peaceful afterlife. Um, I would just be, yeah, weary of like looking for spirits in places where there's been a lot of pain, especially if you don't have a lot of strong spiritual foundations Yeah, to keep you protected. Unless you're going to try and like assist or something. Yeah, unless you're helping those spirits transition and release themselves from the space. Like, I don't know. I've never attempted to like. I don't look for spirits. I don't look for spirits. They find me if they need to. (laughs) Right. They don't find me or they do. And they're just like, "Ah, Mm -hmm. bye. I don't know. I personally avoid haunted places. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. It stresses me out. I bet it would. (laughs) You're very sensitive to that stuff. I don't need to get like possessed. I'm sort of like into it, but I don't go, like I would. Mm -hmm. I would. But I would do it in a very respectful... I wouldn't, like, ghost hunt. Like, I wouldn't bring equipment. Yeah. I don't know that I would go that far, but I would definitely go and be very respectful and give, you know, some good energy to yeah. this place. I don't know. I mean, I'd be, if someone was like, let's go to the Whaley house, like, I'd probably go. I don't know what that is. That's a haunted house in Sandy. I watch a lot of ghost shows, you guys. <laughs> I'm very interested in it, but mm-hmm. sort of at an arm's distance. Yeah. Because I don't know what to expect, really. But yeah. I'm also, like, interested because I don't have those experiences. Mm. But so I get I get the person asking this question. Yeah. It's like, how do I, like... How do I find them? I want to... I'd just be very careful be with careful. invitation because that's... I agree. That's the green light for a lot of bad shit to happen. That's how you get mixed up with, like, tricksters that aren't as kind as Hermes. Yeah. I would say don't use... I wouldn't. Don't use a Ouija, Ouija board. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do mirror portal shit. Don't do that. Don't do it. Lock your mirrors. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Here's another one. Um, shadow people seem stigmatized as negative. Mm-hmm. Any possibility that they aren't? I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that I've watched enough haunting shows to understand that shadow people are very common. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of shadow people get labeled as demonic. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of, you know, ghost shows, are they're making TV. They want yeah, things sensationalized. to be sensationalized. And a lot, I think a lot of the interaction that people have with spirit is misinterpreted as negative mm-hmm when in, in they're just trying to communicate or they're desperate and they just want your attention. I agree. Yeah. So I think I think shadow people Yeah, because you know, shadows are they're dark in color. Mm-hmm. They're black in color. So we associate things that are dark and shadowy to be evil, mm-hmm. like black cats mm-hmm. and things like that. So or people sometimes. So yeah. White supremacy is steeped in everything. Again, like it's just sort of, you know, and, and, you know, puritanical, Mm -hmm. this, all this stuff gets seeped in. And I think with TV and stuff, just sort of having their own Mm 
a bibliography of definite definitions of what you know people are yeah. experiencing like I think that's just been hammered into pop culture so yeah I would say so I don't have you do you have experience with I that? agree I think one like I think everything you said is true and I also think that depending on the type of medium you are like you might see most spirits as shadows mm. the shadow at the end of your bed could be your great-grandmother <laughs> right coming to watch over you while you sleep a lot of angelic presences come through as shadows because their true forms are fucking terrifying (laughs) they say be not afraid for a reason um so i've noticed that a lot of angelic presences will come through as dark shadows i've had a lot of really old 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 spirits like divine mother ancient type of spirits come through in readings as just these columns of dark shadow um i've had really benevolent extraterrestrial spirits come through just as like pillars of shadow Mm. And I think that you're absolutely right in that we've been conditioned by anti-blackness and white supremacy to associate anything Mm -hmm. that's too dark with negative Mm -hmm. and scary. And it's just incorrect. Mm -hmm. Does that mean it's impossible for a shadowy spirit to be malevolent? No, but like any (laughs) spirits are so much more than what you see. Mm-hmm. Spirits are so much more than what you see, and it takes discernment and practice to really understand like what type of entity that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But I, it's something that I teach in my my class into the veil is that you cannot understand a spirit's intention solely by their presentation solely by their appearance it's impossible just like it's impossible to know anything about a human who's living solely based on their appearance right there's so many instances of like little children appearing Mm -hmm. that fucking evil yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) your grandma at the end of the bed could be looking real nice Mm -hmm. but you know yeah scary (laughs) totally exactly so yeah, I wouldn't judge a ghost by its appearance. By its cover. By its cover. <laughs> cute. Cute. <laughs> cute. Cool. Cute. I love it. Yeah. Oh, this is a good question. How can we cleanse our home or space without using incense or smoke? Um a lot of different ways. <laughs> There's so many ways. <laughs> Uh, sound comes to mind mm-hmm. for me. I love using a bell. I love the bell. We use the bell at the beginning of our episodes before mm-hmm. we start rolling. Mm-hmm. Should I ring it? Yeah. Woo, I felt it. But it went all through. Mm-hmm. The vibrations of sound are cleansing. Mm-hmm. And I like that because it's another sense. It's not when you light smoke. You get to smell it, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't get to hear it. You can feel, you sort of feel smoke. But with sound, you can, I can feel it and I can hear it. It hits different. So it sort of hits different. Um, I like the way the sound like vibrates in the space. mm -hmm. I feel like it like wakes us up a little Mm -hmm. bit, wakes up the spirits. Mm -hmm. And 
I love sound as a cleansing tool. Sound can come from you too. You can mm-hmm. chant, you can mm-hmm. you can sing, you can play an instrument. Absolutely. You could, you know, pots and pans. I don't mm-hmm. know what you're into, but you know, it's a... Absol- pots and pans are a really yeah. good way to cleanse, especially if uh-huh. you feel like you have some low vibrational entities in your house, banging on pots Knock and pans, being like, get out. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah, it works. <laughs> I've literally gone, get the fuck out. If you're not welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so get the fuck out of my house. Like, mm-hmm. that's effective. It's, it truly is effective. It sounds simple, but it... <laughs> it can be simple. I think some of the most effective witchcraft yeah. is simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned cleansing walls with a broom, oh, yeah. right? And hitting it with the... So you can use a broom. We keep a cinnamon broom over the door and then I have another one hanging that I'll take down and I will mm-hmm. sweep the house without touching the floor, kind of like scooping up the air with mm-hmm. the broom from the back to the front and I'll sweep it out the front door and I make sure to get the corners of the doorways as well. And then for banging the walls, we actually use um, herb bundles or tree branches. And tree branches, mm-hmm, that was it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And bonus points if it's a tree that grows on your property or a tree that you have some sort of relationship with. Um, and you can do it just the branches themselves, banging them all the walls on the walls. Or you can put together some sort of blessed water with, whether it's just water that you say prayers over, you can add a little salt, you can add some Florida water, or any other spiritual cologne that you enjoy working with, and dip the branches into that and bang on the walls. It also works on yourself, too. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite ways to cleanse myself and my kids. Mm -hmm. White flowers work as well, like a bouquet of white flowers. And that's usually the cheapest bouquet at the supermarket, too, like Mm -hmm. the white flowers flowers right mm-hmm. sound water sweeping sweeping rooms mm-hmm. you know that sort of if you have a, a broom that is like your magical broom mm-hmm. that's what brooms are for absolutely so many to witchy cleanse. spirits carry a broom mm-hmm yeah, look at what, like, your deities carry and sort of maybe, like, mm-hmm. adapt. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I know it, there was some an old Scottish tradition where you'd wrap, like, they used shit they fucking could find. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a the end of a broom with, like, cloths wrapped around, and then they would shake it in the air and yell. I like that. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a spirit yeah. guide who like comes when we work together, she'll like go to my client and I'll explain what's happening visually to my client. And one of the things that she'll do for them is like sweep, she'll sweep their house, mm-hmm. she'll sweep around them, she'll sweep under their bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so the broom is a really powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? I also like selenite. I'm a big fan of Crystals. selenite. Yeah. Mm-hmm crystals but there's got to be for me for me and crystals there's got they're always sort of around Mm -hmm. but then if it's like cleansing time if like there needs to be some sort of activation of like okay now we're gonna cleanse Mm -hmm. you know like i feel like for me they need a little more like you can't just leave them there and be like clean yeah no you have to to be charged or they need to be cleansed yeah. Or whatever. For me, you know. I keep the selenite wands like in the windowsill so that the yeah. sun is always charging yeah. them. And like those crystals are, are programmed, are charged specifically for yeah. cleansing. Like that's their job. There's things, mm-hmm. there's uh, 
different places to put different sorts. There's all kinds of combinations yeah. and depending on what you need. Also, mopping. Yeah. A good floor wash oh. is an incredible way to cleanse your space. And it can really be as simple as praying over the water. Um, a lot of the cleaning products that are out there, like there's a reason our abuelas use things like pine salt mm -hmm. and violet fabuloso. It's because the pine, the oil in the pine has a very high vibrational energy and it spiritually cleanses the space while you are physically cleansing the space. Pine salt was the jam in my Pine house. Pine the jam. It smells so good. Yeah. And you can add other like herbs or spiritual colognes to that water mm -hmm. as well. But honestly, like some old school pine salt, bright yellow and some, you know, clean water mm -hmm. and a good mop, like that can be a spiritual experience. And like play music that feels good while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Sing songs while you're doing it. That really helps your elevate the space. Opening the windows. Make sure you open the windows. Even if it's even if it's a sound cleanse, mm -hmm. I would say open your windows always. because you're still expelling. Mm -hmm. So always open your windows and mm -hmm. your doors if your possible. Your doors too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, we're still the idea is to get things out and to refresh. So clean air, even if it's not like. Mm -hmm. You know, you're getting rid of an entity. It's still a good idea to just get some fresh air in and like just. I just yesterday uh, changed what was above like my bed because the things that were above it were so dusty and dirty mm -hmm. and like the wall was so disgusting and I just like cleaned the wall yeah. that was above our heads while we sleep because I was just like, oh, this is so yeah, gross, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and because I was having a little bit of like, it was weird. It was a little, you know, nothing was happening, but the energy was just a little off in there. Yeah. And I was like, mm. You know, I'm like really sensitive to dirty. I do not. My house is fucking clean. Like I don't really it like is. messes. <laughs> I don't really like messes that much. I think there is a very spiritual element to cleaning your home in a very practical way. Yeah. And then taking a shower when you're done. Oh yeah. Oof. Yes. Throwing those clothes in the wash immediately. Yeah. Absolutely. Cleaning is so great. It is spiritual. It is spiritual. Yes. And you know, for a lot of traditions. It's traditionally femme labor. Mm -hmm. And femme labor is also associated with witchcraft mm -hmm. and spirituality quite often. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes sense that it all blends together. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're somebody who hires someone to clean your house, I would say do it yourself and see how it feels. Mm-hmm. Even There's if you can't do it every that, time, but, like you know, like once in a while, like do something for mm -hmm. yourself and uh, and see how it feels mm -hmm. to do that because that's you know absolutely might be a, if you're in if you're trying to get into more hearth like home magic and like mm -hmm. you got to get your hands dirty. You, you do. Know? You have to get your you hands. Gotta get dirty. in there. That's I agree. part of it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, clean those toilets. Okay. Clean those toilets. Oh, and shut the toilet lids, apparently. Shut the toilet lids. I'm never, I always shut the toilet lids at other people's houses. I know. I'm like, oh, I, so the other day I was like, we gotta shut the toilet lids. Caitlin said we have to. <laughs> it's true. That's funny. It drains the good it's energy so out of your house. It's a habit I need to form. But, yeah. um, I was thinking of one more thing and I, it went away gone yeah we're missing something must not have been that good i guess oh well dang 
It'll be on the Patreon once I remember. <laughs> um, okay. How can we share witchcraft and spirituality with our babies and children? Hmm. I like this question. I'm actually, by the time this airs, I'll have a class available on demand for this exact thing. It's called Mothercraft. But the short of it is, do your practice out in the open. Hmm. There are certain things I don't do in front of my kids. Like, I don't channel for other people in front of my kids because other people's spirits, like... I can't, they're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I just don't know, you know, I never know. They're unfamiliar, exactly. I don't know what's going on in other people's houses, right? Until I get to know their spirits. But most of my altar is in the dining room. Most of my spiritual practice happens in our living space. And when children, children learn by observation and by mimicking, And when we allow ourselves to practice out in the open, eventually they want to pretend. They want to do it too. You'll notice them doing it themselves every once in a while. You'll notice that they want to sit in and participate. And I think the most important thing with myself and my kids is that I do not force my spirituality upon them. I teach them things, I talk to them about what I'm doing, I answer their questions, I let them participate, but I never make them feel obligated to do what I do or believe what I believe. And I think that's probably the biggest reason why they're so interested. Mm-hmm. Because, because parents aren't cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like your kids don't think you're cool probably, right? Maybe they do. They think I'm cool. Actually, my kids think I'm cool. And I just like pray that it lasts. Yeah, they're not teenagers yet. (laughs) They're not teenagers yet, so they aren't (laughs) sick of me yet. But for now, they think I'm cool. They think that what I do is cool. They think that tarot is cool. And because I'm so open with it, you know, they start to ask me for things. Like they'll ask for cleansings before bed. They'll ask me to ring the bell in their bedroom before they go to sleep. Um, Kids love ritual. They really do. I did. Mm-hmm. And my mom di- and my dad, too, actually, they didn't really know that this was like a spell and a ritual. But before I would go to bed, we had a little like my mom would literally say a spell for like, we're going to take all that. It was like something about my mom listens to this. So you might remember it was super cute. But I remember you doing this, mom. It was like it was about because I had trouble like I had anxiety and stuff like taking all the stars in the sky and then like sprinkling them on me like it was like very celestial and very like no shit why I'm a witch like it was very like all the stars in the sky are gonna be sprinkled upon you and like it was very witchy that's so sweet I know but I remember that like it was ritual it made me feel good because that's what Mm -hmm. ritual's about like consistency and like support so I think kids really like that. And I don't have any kids, but I've worked with kids a lot. And mm-hmm. keeping it simple, I think, when mm-hmm. they're really young. Like, I've taught kids witchcraft before. And I think just keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. If you load on too much, especially if they're not, they're just learning about it for the first time, they get very bored. And they're like, what? Yeah, They just absolutely. need to grasp, like, first of all, that it's, you really have to get past like what even is witchcraft mm-hmm. and in that it's okay. Those are the two things that I think non kids with non witchy parents like 
mm-hmm. that, you know, want to learn or whatever, like need to get past. And that's for adults too, really. But it's, you know, for kids to know that it's okay and that this is what it is. And then you have to untangle like why the church and everyone else thinks it's evil. Mm-hmm. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> and sort of reconcile that. And it's a big, um, I'll keep it simple, but you know, those are, those are things that adults need to yeah. un- untangle. Kids are smart though. Like that. Yeah. My, when my youngest was in preschool, they came home from school one day really upset. And I was like, what happened? And they were like, I told my friend that we're witches and they weren't happy about it. They Mm. said it's not true and magic's not real and that it's bad. And this was preschool. And that was like Loli's first lesson in learning that like, I, I don't think they even realized before that moment that what we do is stigmatized they had no idea until that moment and so we had to have that conversation about like you have to build trust with people before you can share these types of things and not everybody's going to understand it but that doesn't mean it's not true Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that there's no such thing as magic maybe not in their world Mm -hmm. but in your world Mm -hmm. there certainly is that's great Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also i think giving them little jobs Like, for instance, if I'm cleansing the house, I'll let one of them hold the bell Mm -hmm. and one of them can hold a stick of incense. It's like when you make cookies with a kid, like Mm -hmm. what kind of stuff do you give them? Yeah. What kind of jobs can they manage so that they feel like they're a part of it? Mix it up. Yeah. And if they get bored, yeah, yeah, it is magic. (laughs) Baking is magic. Absolutely. And if they get bored and put it down, like, just be cool about it. You know, that's how they keep coming back to you when Mm. you're kind and open and welcome and you deal with their attention span as it is so yeah just be yourself in front of them Mm. Mm -hmm. i like that question i like that these Uh, are good questions everybody so how do we practice anti-racism in our witchcraft Mm. i like this question well mm -hmm. what's the first thing (laughs) practice within your own ancestry Mm mm-hmm I think that's step one. Yeah. Practice anti-racism in your daily life. In your your daily life. (laughs) Yeah. But when you're, you know, check, check, you know, take Mm -hmm. stock of what you're doing Mm -hmm. and see if it aligns with the core of like who you are. Mm -hmm. That's step one. Absolutely. And I think it's something that we talk about on this show often, like anti-blackness has a way, white supremacy has a way of showing up in new age culture. It's in fact a huge marketing tool of a lot of new age culture, the new age to alt-right pipeline. Um, You will find a lot of anti-blackness in old, even like, you know, stuff from like the 50s and the 60s, the Crowley shit. Like there's a lot of like, black magic is bad. Yeah. Light magic is good. And a lot of that comes from- Love and light. Yeah, love and light. Yeah, a lot of that comes from anti-blackness, the rejection of anything dark. And so if you find yourself practicing something where you reject anything that is shadowy, dark, black. Positive only. Mm -hmm. Good vibes only. Positive magic only. Exactly. Like you, I encourage you to like stop and reconsider what is the root of these beliefs and do they genuinely align with how you want to show up in this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think another thing to remember is that witchcraft is 
a practice of the ostracized, Mm -hmm. the liminal spaces, those who refuse to conform to what is accepted socially and what is accepted socially currently, at least where Mm -hmm. we live in the United States, is white puritanical culture, Mm -hmm. uh, a rejection of all things that are other. And to be a witch is to embrace those things Mm -hmm. about yourself and about About others, the people around you. Yeah. About others, about your neighbor. Exactly. Because if you don't, you're, you're just a Puritan. Yeah, you're just a Puritan in disguise. Because fucking lootly, you are. That's what happened, Mm -hmm. and I talk about this all the time. In 1692, that's what happened in which in Salem. In 1692, is the limit like the people on the phrase of society in those spaces being pointed at and said, "You're a witch Mm -hmm. because you're different." Mm -hmm. So I'd say for people practicing today to remember that when you're judging other people Mm -hmm. in and out of witchcraft when you're voting (laughs) when you're Mm -hmm. you know when you're when you're reading headlines that are sensationalized and like you're thinking about racism in this country Mm -hmm. or you think about that thing i mean i'm saying if you're a witch you need to remember that Mm -hmm. because and like live you know, your life accordingly. Yeah, it's just like, like how don't do you be engage? an asshole. Don't be an asshole. And like, what what are you complacent with? What are you tolerant of? And does that align with being a person who is of the other? Yeah. Um, like, do you tolerate shit that your family members or your boyfriend say mm-hmm. that are out of alignment with who you think you are mm-hmm. as a witch? And remember that like, tolerating that kind of shitty behavior is saying that it's okay Mm -hmm. just because you're not the one doing it doesn't excuse it and i think to be a witch is not necessarily to call those things out um because i do think call out culture has gotten kind of weird yeah um but to make it clear that like you're not going to go there and you're not going to sit you're not going to stand by and let it happen call it out within your own friends and family exactly i think we call that a call in <laughs> a call call it in don't call don't, them in <laughs> don't post it on social you media social you don't need media. to do that there's too much of that and there's not enough yeah. of actual face-to-face conversation like, hey, grandpa that's racist yeah exactly straight up like that's where change will mm-hmm. actually happen you're not going to change anybody's mind nowadays mm-hmm. by hate comments and trying to cancel people and, and, and yeah. like you have to sit down and have, have sit down difficult conversation. Difficult conversations. Especially if you have a lot of privilege. Like you have to be brave and use use that outward privilege Truly. to your advantage. You know? That's I talked about this a little bit before. That's the that's the thing that white people need to do. Mm-hmm. That's the the hurdle that people don't the effort that people don't want to put mm-hmm. forward a lot of the time I find is like they don't want to have those conversations. No. They, But that's our job because yeah. we have that privilege and we yeah. need to do that because that's how you change other white people's minds yeah. is to talk to other white people. And like it might not always work, but might at least not. they know that you know. <laughs> and you have to try. <laughs> that you won't put up with it. Exactly. You have to at least try. It's the art of communication mm-hmm. and it's hard, but that's... And you're going to mess up. Yeah. But you have to try. But you have to try because mm-hmm. there's people that are so 
like in need of help mm-hmm. that that's what you have to do mm-hmm. you, you know? have to practice that anti-racism beyond just the spells that you cast in the ways that you behave in the world around you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's fucking witchy shit and that's witchy shit that is honestly. witchy shit Mm-hmm. that's what you should mm-hmm. yeah it's not just reposting stuff no it's, it's not. not putting blm in your bio that's why people you know say things are performative mm-hmm. because and you might also be like reposting reposting things is fine but it's not just that it can't end there it doesn't yeah. end there it's like you need to be having these conversations and when you see something say something mm-hmm. and when i say see something i mean in your real life see yeah something Real life meaning not on social not media just in the because comments. social media is not real life. No. So mm-hmm. that's like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good question. We answered that, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, I think so. so. Um, how do you balance being a business witch and a parent witch? Oh. Oh. This one's for me. It is. My friend, I do not know. <laughs> That's a great question. I, I would like to know, too. It is a constant, I am the two of pentacles, constantly juggling. I am temperance, pouring from one cup to the other. And I've gotten to a point in my life where, because I don't have a day job anymore, like my my spiritual practice is my full-time gig, Um I am in a position where I can prioritize my children always. And I have a relationship with my spirits in that, like, I know I'll be taken care of. Like, my spiritual purpose right now is to be a mother. Mm. And I know I have to make money to survive in late stage capitalism. So I have to keep working. But I find that I flourish the most when I lean into my role as as parent, when I show up for my kids as they need me. And it's a lot of work. Um, I'm going to cry. It's oh. a lot of work. Like, um, Yeah, it is. Unlearning that internalized capitalism. Because even though I don't work a day job where I have a boss who's on my ass all of the time, like I'm on my ass all of the time. Mm-hmm. I think I should be working or answering emails or creating content instead of paying attention to my kids. And it's just like not, it's not true. And um, we don't all have this luxury, right? But I think every chance that you get to prioritize your kids, like take it because like one day they'll be grown mm-hmm. and I'm always thinking about like, how are they going to look back on this time with me? And I want it, you know, I'm not perfect. I fuck up all the time, but I apologize a lot, <laughs> which is more than a lot of parents do. Um, apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in Latino families, an apology from a mother. My mom apologizes. My mom's a cycle breaker. Um <laughs> But I guess, you know, I'm still figuring it out minute by minute, day by day, how to balance it. I can't say that I have figured out how to balance it. It is a balancing act. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> like a juggle. I would imagine it would mm-hmm. be a juggling I'm act. Spinning plates. Spinning plates. All I mean, day long. That's how I feel. And I mm-hmm. don't have kids. Yeah. I have furry kids. <laughs> so, so cute. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not even trying to answer this question, but like just... I can only imagine because I feel like in my head I'm just like blah, 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 already. And then to add like kids on top of that, I don't know that I could do that. Humans who need you for everything. I think my best advice is to like give yourself some grace. Yeah. Like know that you're not going to be perfect at it because nobody's perfect at anything. Do your best and know that your best is going to look different every single day. Mm-hmm. and that your kids value time with you, even if it's just sitting with them while watching Steven Universe. Um, you know, you can't be the craft mom, the Pinterest mom every minute of every day. It's not possible. And those moms don't have it all together either. No, it's They're all probably busy, you know, editing their kids, mm-hmm. photoshopping their kids, and their kids are probably like, can we just play now? Pay attention you know? to us. So exactly. There's a balance I'm sure mm-hmm. they have to deal with too, where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I got to put down the phone and like, Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, again, but... You're right, though. Like, your kids value the time that you give to them. So Absolutely. every chance that you can, like, give them your attention. As a kid who remembers the mm-hmm. times when, like, I'd watch movies with my mom mm-hmm. or, like, whatever, like, yeah. My mom, yeah, my mom worked so much. So most of our time together, like, she was laying on the couch mm-hmm. and we were watching her favorite movies. And honestly, those are some of my favorite mm-hmm memories and mm-hmm. also favorite movie <laughs> yeah straight up mm-hmm. that's so true mm-hmm. yeah so just like be kind to yourself give yourself some grace and just keep doing your best and know that your children value the time you spend with them no matter what you're doing even if it's just resting mm-hmm. yeah let's see what else we have how do you not feel bad about yourself if you cannot see or hear spirits? Help with not feeling bad about yourself. Hi, mm-hmm. my name is Laura and I don't see spirits. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily hear them in in a traditional way that this just came up earlier. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, well, first of all, why would you feel bad? To begin with, are you are you trying to become a medium? Is that something you're aspiring to do professionally? Um, if not, then why do you feel bad? I don't think that there's no one way to see or feel spirits. Mm-hmm. There's there's feeling. There's intuition. That's the main conduit I have for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sometimes that's more powerful. There look, again, like pop culture and and movies have really sensationalized I would assume what mm-hmm. mediumship looks like mm-hmm. or feels like. And that's not at all the case from what I've I've heard and researched about mediums. Like it's all different for there's a medium who I was watching and talks about how he doesn't actually see the spirits. They just like, he sees symbols in his head, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like just symbols, but he knows what those symbols mean. Mm. Like if it's a birthday, he'll see like a cake and it's always the same cake. So it's like the series of like pictures. So everybody sort of, isn't that interesting? Yeah. So there's like different, it's not like someone, it's like the ghost of Christmas past is fucking in front of you all of a sudden. (laughs) Like, I think that's what we all sort of expect it to be like. Mm-hmm. And that does happen mm-hmm. to people. But 
I don't think there's any reason to feel badly because you don't see in a traditional way mm -hmm. because it's a little bit blown out of proportion anyway, I think. Mm -hmm. I was laughing because I, <laughs> I, so I have a 22 tattooed on my wrist because I've seen this number everywhere since I was a kid. And it's not even like the 222 thing. It's not like angel number shit because tattoos are really popular right now. It's like 22. And it's funny because uh, this last week, ever since I got it tattooed, I've been seeing it more. And I feel mm -hmm. like it's just spirit. My spirit's being like, <laughs> like very like, <laughs> she gets it. <laughs> like literally. And I'll just be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's not even like yesterday. I, it'll be like a car will pull in front of me and they'll have a 22 sticker on the back of their car. That mm -hmm. has no meaning. And then the next day, it was that was one day. And the next day, I was parking in a like underground parking lot, and the one I just happened to pull into was Space Twenty Two. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like out loud, I was like, "No way!" And I just picture like my spirits being like, <laughs> <laughs> just like amused with themselves in the corner, like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers. Like, this <laughs> you is, got me. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> but anyway, that, so, I mean, there's things like that. They'll show you things. They'll, but if you're talking about just seeing a ghosty ghost, like, that's probably not a bad thing. <laughs> it, maybe you don't want to. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, again, the seeking it out we talked about mm -hmm. the, the other question. It's like, they'll show you in, in ways that you have to just, notice you have mm -hmm. to pay attention and people and skeptics like to say oh you're just looking for connections or whatever and it's like sure yeah but they're happening to me <laughs> i'm not making this so when it happens when i'm just like okay that was super random mm -hmm. that's when i get like goosies and i'm like what mm. and the yesterday i saw like i was thinking about my dead dog and then i looked out the window and there was a bird bathing in the dog bowl mm outside just bathing in the dog bowl and in my line of sight and i was started crying i was mm -hmm. like okay mm -hmm. like yeah there's mo those moments mean more to me than if i saw like the headless horseman or some shit <laughs> you know what i mean i would be terrified i mean i'd be like um i probably shit my this pants this is actually the worst <laughs> this is actually not something i want so I guess, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, that was long, sorry. No, that was beautiful. <laughs> you know, we all have different gifts of the spirit. We all channel in completely unique ways. And even our own gifts change from season to season over the years as we change, as our energy levels mm -hmm. shift. Um, I am a medium who can see things but when I'm really tired my spirits will just talk to me mm. and something that I've noticed a lot of like uh, I don't want to say baby mediums but like novice mm -hmm. mediums and psychics they get frustrated because they know they're psychic they know they are channels but they can't hear their spirits they can't see them and I have found that one of the most common clairs is claircognizance and claircognizance is a clear knowing. You just know shit. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the hardest one for us to trust because this world really conditions us to not trust ourselves, mm -hmm. to not have connection to our intuition. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I think my recommendation for you is to A, be gentle with yourself. B, don't compare yourself to others. Your experience, your growth as a medium, as a channel is your own and only yours. And it's not going to look like anyone else's. You might get some inspo or some clarity from seeing other mediums work. I certainly did. Um, I got a lot of affirmation seeing other mediums work. And by being in the room with different types of mediums, I was like, oh, that's what I'm doing. Oh, I'm going to start trusting that part of myself. So that was something that was really helpful for me, at least witnessing other mediums who are confident in their abilities. And then finally, like practice, build up your skills, your psychic and spiritual skills, get to know your guides, build trust with them and when I'm leading my students, I always tell them, like, when you're ready, tell the spirits, I want to see you. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're ready. Because once you say yes, once you tell them, I want to see you, mm-hmm. you will start seeing them, especially if they think you're ready, too. And, like, there's no undo. <laughs> I haven't said that. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you can't have a close connection if no you way. don't say that. I agree. Like also, that's not the end all be all. It's just all having goal. a boundary. Yeah. Not everybody is comfortable with seeing spirits, and that's totally okay. Yeah. Most of the time, I hear them or I see them in my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. I don't see them outside of myself. They show me not so much symbols, but they show me what they're doing. It's like I get yeah. a, a movie in my brain. Yeah. Um, so, one, I would say, like, you're probably claircognizant. And two, just like keep practicing keep practicing find teachers you vibe with and they might come to you in dreams dreams are a great way i have Uh seen spirits once Mm -hmm. in a dream would you like to hear about my dream yeah i remember it very vividly and i know it was real and it's i had a dream i also think this would make a dope music video (laughs) i had on i had these glass these rose colored glasses Mm. And I was in my grandmother's house and nothing was in there when I was just looking around. But I put on these glasses and there were people doing things, Portuguese things, (laughs) Portuguese. (laughs) Uh, So there were, you know, I went into the backyard and there was a man like gardening and like... Mm pulling weeds and there was like a woman cooking and they were just doing shit they weren't paying attention to me they were just there yeah Mm -hmm. my ancestors and I remember it so vividly and I would take off the glasses and they would be gone and I put them on and they were that's fucking magical I had that dream oh this once gave me a little light bulb if you want to cultivate your clairvoyance another thing that can be helpful for you are like guided meditations yeah specifically ones that are about communing with spirits. Um, I've found that to be very, very helpful for a lot of my students leading them on these. I do. I offer them um, these like guided trance journeys where I take you to the realm Mm. of the spirits. And the more often you do it, Mm -hmm. the stronger that muscle becomes because your psychic gifts really are a muscle. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, just because you don't sink the ball in the hoop the first time you play doesn't mean that you can't practice and get to the point where, you know, you're shooting from the three point line. I am cool. not an I athlete, but that's the shit that's coming out right now. And it's you like know, funny the ball to me. went in the hole. <laughs> The golf swish. ball went swish. <laughs> um, Five million points. But like you, you don't have to start by knowing. You get there. You can get you yourself there. You have to there. practice like everything else. Right? Exactly. Like I haven't practiced a lot. So I don't expect. Mm-hmm. It. I don't expect. That. I practiced in other ways, but not like mediumship specifically. But if I yeah. did, I'd probably be dope at it. Like who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just not something I'm interested in currently. But so. you know what you do practice at? Like what? art and design and that's like literally your flourishing business so it's it's exactly what we're saying like and that's a channel here's the thing mediumship isn't necessarily true spirits you know like oh they're doing it now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be (laughs) spirits speaking through you or spirits showing you (laughs) images you can channel by writing stories you can channel by creating art um whether it's performance art or fine art digital art music oh god if you're a musician if you're you are a channel if you're an actor you are a literal absolutely absolutely so there's so many different ways your spiritual and psychic gifts can come through it's so much bigger than just seeing them and yeah Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's your career and sometimes that's Mm -hmm. your like i'm a creatrix i'm a creator I've always been a, I was a performing, I'm just a creative person. Mm-hmm. So that's how I like to live my life. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's, I don't consider, I, I mean, I'm a good teacher, but like, you're a great teacher. You're a, you Thanks. know, an occult <laughs> specialist. Like that's <laughs> how you channel in mm-hmm. a more traditional sense. And like, yeah. that's cool too. Like, it's just, it's all good. We all have different <laughs> gifts of the spirit. We all have mm-hmm. different gifts. I liked that question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> These are good. Sorry, this one's funny. Oh it's what's the difference between ravens and crows? Okay, here's the only thing I know is that ravens have floofy feathers right here and crows have smooth ones. And ravens sound like this. <laughs> and crows sound like this. Uh-huh. And I think ravens might be bigger. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I know that both, either ravens or crows, they're the biggest songbirds in like the songbird group of birds. I don't know. YouTube it. It's great. <laughs> There's some great documentaries. You're not a biologist. <laughs> I'm not a biologist. I'm just a witch. <laughs> they all like shiny things. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, this is a great question. Ooh. How do you deal, my, my glasses are slipping off. Uh, how do you deal with friends requesting spiritual tasks Ooh. like tarot readings, mediumship, products, <laughs> etc.? I just give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave Belle a bunch of shit. Our Belle friend. didn't even ask, though. I know. You're a gifter. I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just give us things. I like to get, spread the love. Mm-hmm. I, for me, because I don't offer spiritual services as a part of my business, Mm -hmm. I think it's fun. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ooh, I get to help you? Because no one really asks me, Mm -hmm. honestly. Like, I, my, my, one of my best friends did ask me for some love help. 
<laughs> so I got him a, you know, a female shaped candle mm-hmm. and sort of car- did some light carvings in it and instructed him to essentially meditate and light it once a day until it was and think about, you know. That's a cool. very simple way to create that in his life. And I don't know how it's going. <laughs> but I did Updates, give please. But I did give instruction. And so I don't know. But then That's it's cute. funny because I think a lot of them think, Oh, well, you'll just do something for me, right? And then mm-hmm. bada bing, bada boom, it's like done. No. And I'm like, oh no, no. <laughs> like you have to do it. Like I can do it a little, but mm-hmm truly like you have to put in some effort so mm-hmm. i think that's what people are surprised about the most mm. is like oh like you have to like do like even i make puppet it's not dolls in it. <laughs> even the puppets that i make are like here's a little vessel that's like ready to go a little like being that i've mm-hmm. made for you um and what you do with that is your choice mm-hmm. you know again it's not like a oh i have this in my hand like I'm gonna lose weight it's or not get pregnant magic. or so- something. Yeah. I don't know, or find the love of my life. Like it's not nothing is like instant like that. Mm-hmm. Again, that's a sensationalized pop culture misconception mm-hmm. about witchcraft. I think absolutely. So, yeah. What about you? For me, like it's it's a little different because I do charge for my services, and it's how I survive Mm -hmm. (laughs) charging for my services is quite literally my like way to survive and live and pay to exist in this version of the world and um I would say just to interject sorry mm -hmm. very quickly I would say if your friends like I've paid you for spiritual service oh yeah Laura paid me but like handsomely you always (laughs) but you always pay like I never Mm -hmm. would ask a spiritual practitioner that was a, a professional mm-hmm. to do something for free unless it was like maybe like my sister or something yeah, you know what i mean like totally like deep family like yeah i feel that. like sibling shit okay but even then it's like let me buy you a coffee or lunch or whatever but like yeah. i would never you don't go to a witch's home and not bring something like it's you that's know it. what i mean like <laughs> that's it yeah, sorry <laughs> you go don't on. come to a witch's house empty-handed that's not good um so early on in my career um I had really bad boundaries and I, as a neurodivergent person, really just want people to like me and be my friend, Mm -hmm. right? I don't want that anymore. I'm at capacity on friendships. I don't fucking care (laughs) at this point. You said that in another one too. You're like, I don't want any more friends. I don't want any more friends. That made me laugh. I'm so glad I've outgrown that. Um, But I had really bad boundaries and I genuinely wanted people to like me and because I struggle with communicating with holistic people, people who aren't neurodivergent, um, my, I found myself being taken advantage of often. Mm. Um, I would have friends ask me for stuff and I would say, yes, no problem. And I was doing free readings for people all of the time and it wore me down. Damn. Um, and I'm, I'm not friends with any of those people anymore. Mm. Um, so my, my biggest suggestion to you is to like, we kind of just have to strengthen our spines and learn how to say no. And no is a magic spell. And the way you deliver that no can be however you want it. It can be like, yeah, here's my rates. 
I would love to read for you $50, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you charge, or maybe you want to do an exchange. Like you can take me to lunch mm-hmm. and I'll give you that reading or I'll do that session for you. Figure out what your terms are, whether it's money or exchange and be very clear about those terms. Don't just say, I'll do it for trade. Say, I will trade you for X, Y, Z. And if they agree to it, cool. And if they don't agree to it, that's also cool. Someone else will book you instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but people who expect things from you when you do this type of work for your livelihood, those aren't your real friends. Um, they're not. They're people who are opportunists and taking advantage. And they might not even realize it, but mm-hmm. a lot of people will never come to realize that they're mm-hmm. like that, unfortunately. But you don't have to say yes. You are not obligated mm-hmm. to say yes to anyone, no matter how friendly they may be with you. And it will benefit you down the line because if you can say no to the people you call your friends, you can say no to any client who tries to take advantage of you or your work. Um, But ultimately, like what your boundaries are, are up to you. Your boundaries might not look like mine. I personally don't work for free because mm-hmm. my spirits don't want me to. Every once in a while, there's a person in my life who they're like, we like them. And if my spirit guides say, we help them, mm-hmm. then I will offer free services to someone or I will offer heavily discounted services to them without having to ask. I love doing that. I love like gifting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love gifting. But if people ask me for free, I just say no. And it took me a long time to not care about how people respond but you just have to get yourself there that's part of the being the witch is that you're not always going to be liked <laughs> often not mm-hmm. but do you want to be liked or do you want to be free <laughs> do you want to have no money or mm-hmm. be liked mm-hmm. also i'll give you a little inside uh, tip business tip no adds value mm. saying no is powerful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've said no to things that I would have died to do uh, a year prior to being asked. And I said, no, that doesn't just align where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, you know, people are, and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. hmm. a lot of this time I, I'm talking about like doing events and things. Yeah. People are like, oh, you should do this event. I'm like, no, no, I don't need to. Yeah. It's not my vibe. I like to work within which operated, which centric, which positive, which owned mm-hmm. events. And yeah. if they're tiny, like uh, the, the one. The Spirit House one. Spirit House. That's like the only pop-up you've done for a long time. Yeah. yeah. The Witch's Confluence is great. Shout mm-hmm. them out. Um, that was a I don't think they're doing a fall event. one, unfortunately. No. But that's okay. But A, Pagan Pride in Long Beach. I do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, I don't want to do big Halloween conventions. Yeah. It's not my vibe anymore. And that's, that's a boundary and that's saying no. And mm-hmm. when somebody knows that you have your shit together enough to say no and have boundaries, that earns respect. They respect you more. Yes, absolutely. They go, ooh, what do they have that mm-hmm. they can say no? And it adds interest mm-hmm. and it adds value to your brand, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Mm -hmm. So there's that too. And like saying no, especially if you don't want to do something for free for your friends, 
saves you a lot of heartache and resentment down the line. Saves you a lot of resentment down the line. It might hurt in the moment. It might be scary in the moment. But saying yes to something you don't want to do just builds pain. (laughs) This putting up a boundary Mm -hmm. when it's scary is so hard to tell somebody Mm -hmm. like this saying no. I mean, it's happened to me. I've lost family members over it Mm -hmm. and I don't miss them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I put up that very reasonable boundary and you Mm -hmm. acted the fool. So now I know. Exactly. Because people, a lot of people only like people that will operate within their little sphere of like, Mm -hmm. this is my world and you're in it. Mm -hmm. And anything that I don't like or you say no to me, like I just don't, they don't know how to deal with that Mm -hmm. because they're entitled people. So Mm -hmm. sometimes that happens and that no saves you. scary. Yeah. But honestly, it's, yeah, the no, that goes for your personal life too. Mm -hmm. Like goes for your professional life too. Like, I think it gets easier too. It does. You know, the first few times you say no, it's a little like, oh, shaky Especially if you're starting out. Like, yeah. I understand. I said yes to some, like, influencer, you know, sending people free things when I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And then they never posted about it and stuff. So that that does happen. And that's a part of just learning, like. Totally. To, like, get shit in writing or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it. Just, yeah, being very clear about the the bounds and just Mm -hmm. knowing that saying no, even early on, can add a bit of, like, mm, definition to your brand and Mm -hmm. to your values when you're figuring them out as a a business Mm -hmm. owner, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, like, if you're pursuing spiritual or witchy paths to bring in money like make it on your terms don't compromise yourself because we can work a regular day job and compromise ourselves all day long with honestly it's less work (laughs) it's less effort than running your own business and you can compromise yourself all day long there but if you're gonna do it on your own and do it for yourself really make it for yourself Mm. and like saying no to the things that are misaligned opens the door to the opportunities and the relationships that are aligned Mm. it really does Mm-hmm. Even if it seems like a big loss and you're like, oh, but I could have been a part of that. Yeah. Like, nah. Better off. Let me tell you, truly, like doors close for a reason. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're the one to close them, baby. Mm-hmm. And like that is A-OK. Absolutely. In the long run, other things will open because you chose to define yourself based on your terms. Makes you a stronger witch. For sure. That was yeah. a great question. That's a really good question. Uh... Any advice for finding deities, folk spirits, or higher powers in your practice? I mean, we kind of like talked about this a little bit earlier. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. Sponsor us. 23 and me. <laughs> uh-huh. Literally. Get that DNA, baby. Yeah. And uh, see what see what's happening there. Talk to Talk, the elders yeah. that are still alive. Uh-huh. If, if, you know, you're able to talk to your grandparents, ask them the stories they know about where they're from, where your families are from, where their parents were from, and start to dig deep into the past. And you'll find that as you go on your ancestral journey, that the spirits just kind of start showing up. Yeah. And it's, it's usually clues. You get little clues. They're louder. Mm-hmm. And, uh... You can buy some books and mm-hmm. read. 
I love folk tales. But fairy tales, fairy tales. folklore is a great way. You're mm-hmm. going to have to, If it depends on what ancestry you have, but there's more information for some, less for others. Mm-hmm. It just sort of depends. But you just need to kind of pick up some puzzle pieces and be like, okay, what is mm-hmm. this? You know, the serpent in this folktale was, why did that come about? And then maybe mm-hmm. there's another connection to why um, podcasts or some great, mm-hmm. po- there's a podcast great called Lore that is a uh-huh. great folklore podcast. It's not a witch podcast, but it's just a folklore podcast that I found really interesting yeah. tidbits in. There's so many great folklore podcasts out yeah. there, like all over the world. Like mm-hmm. I've found Korean folklore, mm-hmm. so, a bunch of African folklore, South American folklore, North American indigenous folklore. Like you can find a podcast for anything you can now. Find, I mean, we live in an age mm-hmm. where we have everything at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. There is really no excuse for not yeah. giving that a go. If you have access to the internet, you can do it. You can find mm-hmm. them. You can go on a genealogy mm-hmm. journey and like Absolutely. people do that. Hire a genealogist yeah. to get really detailed. That I would love to do that. Me too. You know? I want to do that one day. Like get really detailed about like where you're ancestors ended up mm-hmm. first in the u.s and like what's what i found out i have like appalachia me too germanic appalachian like um ancestry you know like mm-hmm. i've been spending a yeah. lot of time so now i'm researching like appalachia me mountain too. shit really that's, that's so all weird. i've been focusing on oh lately okay because okay. my mom's dad is romani he's italian southern italian romani yeah. and when they came from italy to the united states in 1891 they settled in appalachia yeah uh, west virginia specifically yeah and I'm realizing as I'm doing my research, so many of the like folksy yeah. old wives tales types of things that we've always done in our house, those all came from him. Mm-hmm. Those all came from like Appalachia. Oh, wow, that's so, uh-huh. yeah. And that's a very mixed area. I think area. that's why I'm afraid of cryptids too. Dude. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Yes. I don't fuck with nightfall. We don't okay? go into caves. We don't go into caves. The cave systems around there. You don't look in the wild. trees. Uh uh-uh. uh. You look forward. Mm. And that's why, like, when I hear sounds at night, I shut the windows. I shut the blinds. It's not for me. I'm like, let me peeky at you. Uh-uh. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so interesting. That's so cool. That's cool. Neighbors. Boop. Boop. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's. Mm-hmm. There's little tidbits and things and yeah there's really there's a way if there's a will there's a way and there's things that are gonna pop up that you immediately resonate with absolutely you're like oh i'm that's why i'm a sea witch i mean yeah my ancestors are from islands (laughs) (laughs) you know that's why you're a sea witch like yeah almost all of them Mm -hmm. ish so it's like very obvious like oh okay like that makes sense that tracks already so you'll connect dots that already exist and then Mm -hmm. you'll find like different and again you have to use your discernment and your intuition to like because you can't be like i gotta learn all this shit it's like things will pop out at you and be like Mm -hmm. oh i need to go down that rabbit hole it's like when you watch a bunch of youtube and you go down rabbit hole it sort of feels like that right you click and you click you click and you click and you find your own like journey it's a scavenger hunt and that's part of the fun scavenger hunt i think that folks really want to like immediately know and the spirits want us to learn yeah 
They want us to learn. They want us to go on the journey, Mm -hmm. especially because so many of us in the United States specifically have been so far removed from culture, from Mm -hmm. ancestral culture, like for the spirits to them, it's important for us to go on the journey of discovery and learning Mm -hmm. and exploring so you're thinking about them more. Mm-hmm. They're getting more attention. They're mm-hmm. getting your attention. A lot of time, that's what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting, they're getting, it's just like, mm-hmm. imagine if you were a spirit and like your great, 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 grand person, like didn't know anything about you, mm-hmm. but you were like, just like, hey, <laughs> I'm, so here. I'm here. Um, <laughs> yes. Read the book. Go do the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 22, 22. Yeah. Woo, yeah. Woo, yeah. Like, they'll just, like, cheerlead you on in, like, weird fucking ways. Give you clues. Like, hello? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Caitlin will hear, like, an owl screeching or some shit. Like. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a demon owl. (laughs) Truly, though, like, you see certain animals all of the time. And then you start doing research around that animal specifically. And then you get into the folklore of that animal. And then you'll shut your window like, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's a no for me. (laughs) See word. (laughs) But like, truly, like if you have certain animals that show up repeatedly, start digging into the folklore behind those animals because you'll find that usually they're connected to some sort of spirit and it's different for everybody's ancestry, like what that spirit is. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like an owl could be Santissima Muerte. An owl could be Hecate. Mm -hmm. Um, It just depends on where you're from (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who you are and where you're from Mm -hmm. that's a good one that was good solid advice from us solid what does it mean to have two separate dreams simultaneously what (laughs) whoa (laughs) whoa uh, oh i see what you mean Mm -hmm. that has happened to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know Okay, so something I learned, I took this like four-week course called Dreamscapes Academy hosted by Sonia Estelle and Tara Burke. And they still do classes year-round. It's like a seasonal offering. And something that I learned about dreams is that you kind of just vibe with them. Like what you remember, just sit with that. Write it down. Start documenting the places that you see. Draw it write notes about it and as you move through your awake life you'll start to find meaning behind what you see in your asleep life Mm. sometimes you are astral traveling sometimes you are in different versions of yourself because like everything everywhere all at once like this is just one iteration of you Mm. all of your existences are happening at the same time And sometimes your dreams take you to those different existences. If you're having two different dreams at the same time, it's very possible that like you're kind of splitting between two different incarnations of yourself and Mm. experiencing both of those lives at the same time. It's totally possible. Um, Hmm. And maybe you're like, I don't know if mm -hmm. this is true. Maybe you're experiencing like a bunch of shit all at once if you're like having some like overwhelming feelings in your day life. Oh, and yeah. And you're feeling like stressed. And Things like, get all like jumbled in your dreams. Yeah. I know I have like totally. stress dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it could be stress. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could absolutely be stress. You know. I think that but was. But you know, like if it's a significant, yeah. like the glasses dream I was telling you about yeah. earlier, like I know that's significant. Yes. It was not just, mm-hmm. I mean, that's too cool for me to just like. I have some weird fucking dreams of that. I think that was the greatest gift of that class is that like 
there wasn't so much the pressure to interpret our dreams as there was to just like experience them. Yeah. And what you remember, you remember and share what you remember. Mm -hmm. And like, that's fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that can be enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for identifying spirit guides? Uh, Yeah. Ask them their name. (laughs) Right. People are always so surprised when I say that. Ask them their name and then believe them. Because here's the thing. Right. I'm going to tell one of my favorite stories that if you've worked with me, you've heard this a few times. Um, One of the first guides that I started communing with actually was a spirit that I used to play with when I was a kid. And when I asked her her name, she said, Jane. And I was like, that's not your name. Like, that's a basic ass. It's not your name. And she was like, okay, I guess I'm gone. (laughs) And so she stopped talking to me for a little while because she was like, if you don't want to know, you don't want to know. And then later what I found out was like, it wasn't actually Jane. It was San, which is J-A-E-N. And it's a region in Spain. And I didn't know the name of that region. So how could I know that name? So she gave me a name that she knew I could identify and then sent me on the scavenger hunt to find the real name. Mm. So like ask them their name and trust the first name that comes to your mind. It doesn't matter if it's fucking Doug (laughs) (laughs) or Jim or Joe. Um, It's Doug. (laughs) But once you have a name, start using it and then you'll build relationship and then you'll start going on the scavenger hunt and then you'll start getting the hints of like, oh, this is who you really are. Because our guides have also lived many, many different lifetimes, just like we have. So you're really only experiencing one incarnation of them at a time. Mm -hmm. They could have many names. That's true. Mm Mm-hmm. That's cool. It kind of hurts my head when I think about it. I know. I was like. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can ask your guides that stuff too. Like what have your other lifetimes been? Um, what other incarnations have you had? And they'll talk to you about that stuff. And like use, I think that bibliomancy is a really great tool for this type of stuff. Open a book and what name comes to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, book divination mm-hmm. is underrated. Majorly underrated. I think Gee, that reading... What's the thing with a bunch of words and we can read? Mm-hmm. We just like... Exactly. Do and that other... with the folklore books of your yes. ancestry. That's Yes, fun. that's a good one. Or even just like reading in itself, especially if you're reading from a paper book. Mm-hmm. Um, that's opening up a portal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because you're so engaged with the words, your mind isn't distracted by everything else going on in your life and then you start hearing things mm-hmm. noticing things you knowing it, it's like things. a trance like state it is I a read. trance absolutely you're activating your imagination and mm-hmm. you're just like taking yourself on a journey absolutely and yeah and your imagination is like yeah. your most powerful spiritual tool it yeah. re- you can do anything you want with your imagination you can you can do anything i've done weird things yes <laughs> Absolutely. And people are like, am I just imagining it or is it real? And it's like, well, both. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Both can be true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any advice for navigating the ups and downs of a spiritual awakening? Um, Be kind to yourself. Mm. Oh, I just went through one of those. Um, Buckle up because they never end. They will not end. <laughs> I said one of those because it will happen again. Over and over. <laughs> it's like the great Lauren Hill said, 
in an interview, I think she was speaking at a college, she said, it's peaks and valleys. Mm. Life is peaks and valleys. And you're going to be on the precipice and then you're going to be on top and then you're going to be down and then you're going to be on the precipice. It's just, Mm -hmm. that's life. Mm -hmm. And you have to just learn how to ride that. Because there is no consistent, like, utopia Mm -hmm. in this life. There's, it's constantly shifting. So it's sort of a similar, I think, a similar vibe with spirituality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There is no, unlike some other religions mm-hmm. say, there's no ultimate, you know, enlightenment. I don't think. I think you just keep learning and sometimes you fall short of your own expectation. I would just, mm-hmm. just be kind to yourself. Like, I, yeah, it's hard to, but. Yeah. Be kind to yourself, lean into your foundations. Like, how do you care for yourself spiritually? Mm -hmm. Um, Are you drinking enough water? Are you cleansing? Do you take baths? Are you making sure to fill your tummy with stuff that makes you happy? Are you listening to your body when you're hungry? I'm all checking my, I'm all Mm -hmm. no. Maybe, (laughs) not really. (laughs) Like, honestly, the most basic things when it comes to caring for your human vessel are the most important ways to support yourself during spiritual awakening. Cause this is a fucking mess during that time. Yeah. So like, make sure you're full. If you have access, make sure you're full, make sure you're hydrated, soak your feet, take naps when you can go to, you know, go night, night, go night, night. <laughs> Tell me your parent without telling me your parent. Go night, night when you're night, ready. Night. Like don't push it. You're going to be tired. You are going to be tired. Mentally. Say no to things. Say no to things. Mm-hmm. Also covering your head can be really helpful, especially if you're going out in public, whether it's with a scarf, a baseball cap, a cute bucket hat like find your head gear of headphones yeah noise canceling absolutely noise canceling headphones are so good um but find a way to cover your head because that can help with a lot of the overstimulation that you will experience when you're out in public yeah yeah um Mm -hmm. yeah and i think if you and know that especially if you're someone who's been very like positive magic only love and light for so long and you're finally opening yourself up to realizing that magic is also darkness and gray and shifts and you have to face the ugly sides of yourself and Mm -hmm. also love them shadow work uh it'll be you'll feel like crap (laughs) you'll feel like a crappy person and it'll feel weird but you have to understand that we are all those things. Mm-hmm. We are all light and dark and in-betweens. And why love and light is so fucking toxic to me is because it just completely ignores that. And mm-hmm. it expects you to be this unattainably perfect, like, spiritual beacon of bullshit, which yeah is not realistic it's and not. isn't available to everyone to access all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm quite frankly. This is reminding me of that meme. It's like, (laughs) it's like um, your first spiritual awakening starter pack. And it's like tarot cards, crystals, um, like a cute book or some shit. And then it's like spiritual awakening advanced pack. And it's like a cigarette, coffee, a weighted blanket. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, I'm there. 
<laughs> no, really. That's it, literally where we're at. It's like the jewel and caffeine. It's the jewel and caffeine. <laughs> Therapy. It's all betterhelp.com. Therapy. Is all open. <laughs> um, into the veil. Into the veil. <laughs> you should add Advanced yourself. occult studies. Oh you should add yourself into that meme. I love that. That's my new favorite thing is taking memes like that and like adding my Just own shit your own into shit there. In there. You did a cute one yeah, the other it was day. The, the, the Homer Simpson one where he's like going into the bush. It's all when your bank account is empty because you're buying and it's all like like home goods, pumpkin things. And I put Lady Moonco crop charms. charms. It was cute. It made me lol. <laughs> lol. Uh, it's gonna be messy, yeah. my friends. It, and that, but that's you come out the other side, and then some other stuff comes up, and it's just you do it all over again. You do it all over again, and that's magic, baby. Mm-hmm. That's Vegas, baby. Mm-hmm. That's show business. That's show baby. business, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> who? are or have been your favorite teachers, mentors, guides, or books? The moon. Mm. Mm. Mom. <laughs> and the movie Practical Magic. Absolutely. Raise your hand if Practical Magic is part of your witch origin story. <laughs> That's going to be a TikTok. <laughs> that is absolutely going to be a TikTok. Um, so some of my favorite teachers that's it for me honestly <laughs> that's it and you've myself. been reading a lot of Azores well, no, I have tales been, I, I mean yes yeah, and can, I would you say you read some cool books I do you do and the, the book that we both read that started this podcast yes Trickster, Trickster makes, makes the World Go Round you read like cool poetry too yeah like spooky stuff I'm a poet mm-hmm. I yeah. like it so, so for me, I was, I'm really fortunate in that my grandfather yes. has been a huge influence over my spiritual practice. Shout out Abuelo. Um, and my mentor, Tanya Martinez, who don't contact her, <laughs> leave her alone. Leave um, her she's alone. a family friend, so she's, she doesn't really have an open practice. That's great. Um, some teachers who are available for other folks to work with that I highly recommend are Chiron Armand of Impact Shamanism. Chiron Armand is a Hugan of Haitian Vodou and a Tata of Brazilian Kimbanda, as well as a hoodoo practitioner, traditional folk magician, just all around magical being. And Chiron is also queer black amazing like he exists at many intersections and i find him to be extremely hilarious a and Mm -hmm. deeply relatable and like so open to helping anyone no matter their path so check him out at impactshamanism.com and then erica buenaflor has been an incredible guide for me when it comes to connecting with my Mexica indigeneity and curandurismo. And you can find her at followyourbliss.com. Erika Buenaflor has readings, mentorships, classes, workshops. She's actually, both of them have written amazing books as well. Um, Chiron Armand has written multiple books. Uh, Deliverance is about 
protection. Um, he does one, he has a book about cleansing. He's got quite a few books. And then Erika has some incredible books about Mexica and Maya and uh, culture, spirituality, and curandurismo. Um, one of my favorites is powers of the sun and moon mm. um you can find a ton of them and then some other books that have been influential for me are you know what no that's it <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna name you know what no that's no, it i'm kidding um so there's another one that i think is really helpful for folks especially if you're into like finding deities finding spirits following the trails and it's called an encyclopedia of spirits by judica elais and it's just like this it's literally an encyclopedia of spirits from all over the world that's cool and it's not perfect right because um she's one person who's writing about cultures from all over the globe and they're not all her own, but it's fucking awesome. It is a fucking incredible resource because she has spirits listed in there that like you cannot find anywhere else and that will help you. And she lists like where they're from, who they come from. And it's not just like Greece. Like she'll go into the actual people that's great who immigrated to Greece and that's where it came from all over the world. Like that is an incredible, incredible resource, like 10 out of 10 recommend. And um, yeah, that's those are my favorite. Right. Oh, a few tarot authors I can recommend to you. Rachel Pollock. Um, Bakara Winters has a really funny but fucking awesome book called What the Fuck is Tarot? <laughs> and like she relates the court cards to reality TV people. Oh and it's gosh. just like really funny. It's a great way to like get into tarot. That's funny. Um, Mary Greer. um Asia Dasher of the Spirit House Collective, just being in community with her really helped me to be comfortable with calling myself a medium in public. Mary Gracie is another great um, medium, psychic developer. Helen Von Wonderheed, if you're into the Akashic Records, she's someone who can help you as well. And yeah, I think I shouted out everyone who's important. That's great. <laughs> I love naming the teachers. Yeah, find them all. They're all amazing. I will do a Patreon post with all their info as well. We'll get them. For sure. So, do we want to do Spirit Candy today? Spirit Candy. Channel messages from our spirit guides. I'm I'm full. I'm full. I'm full. Here, I have a shorty that I'll share. Okay. You cannot have what you do not ask for out loud from the people or person you want it from. Your voice is your most powerful tool with the living as well as with the spirit. Mm-hmm. So speak up for what you need, for what you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. truly. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, keep everything out of the, you know, within. I don't know. I don't like to keep shit inside. No. So it helps with keep things calm and not tumultuous mm-hmm. to just speak your truth and to And like you can go to the altar and like say what you need. Yeah. Cry about it, yell, scream, sing. Yeah. But say it so that your spirits have some direction because mm-hmm. we have a lot of different thoughts going through our mind all the time, but when you say it out loud what you want, they're like, "Okay, mm-hmm. let's get to work." Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly. Mhm. Yeah. I liked that. 
Well, thank you for tuning in to our extra long question episode. <laughs> I know that was a great. This extra was good long question episode. That's good that it was extra long. Yeah, we didn't even get to all. We of didn't them, get to right? all of your questions, but in the next few episodes, we can answer a few more for sure. Great. Well, thanks for listening to Third Eye Bind. Be sure to leave us your questions on the Third Eye Line. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye Line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm, hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin on Instagram at Spirit Garden Tarot.